0: Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew, Bible teacher and pastor of Grace Valley Christian Center located in Davis, California. Today, Pastor Matthew continues on in the book of Romans with part one of this message entitled, Proof of Sonship. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Romans chapter 8. Now, here's our teacher, Pastor P.G. Matthew. Romans 8.14 For those who are being led by the Spirit of God, these alone are the sons of God. Proof of sonship is godliness. Being led by the Holy Spirit of God in the Word of God. Perhaps there are about two billion people in the world who call themselves Christian followers of Jesus Christ. They probably are in the roles of various Christian denominations. Probably they are born in a Christian country. They are baptized. They are people who frequently attend worship services. But the question is, does God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, acknowledge them as sons of God, as true believers in Jesus Christ? Church certification or self-attestation fails to prove one to be a Christian on the last day. Jesus said, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. To enter the kingdom of heaven, one must be a son or daughter of God. One must be born from above by the Holy Spirit. Some believe in the universal fatherhood of God. They therefore believe... In a universal salvation, every human being will be saved. Even the fallen angels, the demons will be saved. Even the devil will be saved in the end. So there is no need for mission and evangelization of the world by the gospel. But Romans 8 and verse 14 proves such teaching to be false. God is the creator of all, but he is the father of only those who have become sons and daughters of God by new birth and faith. Saving faith in Jesus Christ. So if you are a son of God, you have complete certainty of your final and entire salvation. So far in Romans 8, we learned that a true believer is justified. He is in Christ. He is set free from the law of sin and death. He is made alive. He follows the Holy Spirit. He is not guided by the principle of autonomy, of sin. He thinks the things of the Spirit. That is the gospel. The Holy Spirit indwells in him, teaching him and enabling him to do God's will. God justifies the ungodly. For what purpose? So that he may not remain ungodly, but live a godly life. We also learned that a Christian is engaged in a spiritual warfare against sin. He puts to death sin in his body. He believes in the mortal. Kill sin. Or sin will kill me. An authentic Christian manifests the power of eternal life. By killing sin. Saying no to sin. And yes to righteousness. A believer who lives in sin is dead in sin. He is a false professor of Christianity. Such a person has no assurance of final salvation. He will not be admitted to the kingdom of God. Romans 8 and verse 13 tells us that only the killers of sin shall live. Shall live the eschatological life, the eternal life. Romans 8 and verse 14 explains verse 13. So I want to tell you about two things. First, being led by the Spirit of God. Second, the sons of God. Those who are being led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. They alone. Not your profession. Not your baptism. Not the certification of the church. Not that you are born in a Christian country or a Christian home. The question is, are you daily being led by the Holy Spirit who dwells in you? Are you ruled and governed by the Holy Spirit in your thinking, in your affections, and in all your decisions? Simply put, do you obey God? Without arguing, murmuring or complaining. Right. If you are, you continually put to death sin in your body. You obey the Holy Spirit. You live a holy life. This means you possess eternal life. This means you are a child of God A son of God, a daughter of God. You are completely therefore assured of your final and entire salvation. Sons of God live the life of God. They can never die. If you claim to be a Christian. But continue to live in sin. Not killing sin. Then you are not under the government of the Holy Spirit. You are governed by the ruler of the kingdom of the air. The spirit that now works in the sons of disobedience. Ephesians 2 and verse 2. And you shall not live that eternal life. Which Jesus came to give us. Friends. Killing sin is the evidence of justification. Killing sin shows spirit's government. Killing sin is the manifestation of the life of God in the soul of man. For those who are being led by the spirit of God. We read. A Christian confesses. By the Holy Spirit. That Jesus Christ is. Is his covenant Lord. This means that confessing Christian. Is the obedient servant of the Lord. He obeys the Lord Jesus Christ in all things. Therefore he obeys the Holy Spirit who is Lord. Who is sent to dwell in us. And govern us. The gospel demands that we obey God. St. Paul tells us this already in Romans chapter 1 verse 5. Through him and for his name's sake we received grace and apostleship to call people from among all the Gentiles to the obedience that comes from faith. And he repeats this. Again in Romans 16 and verse 26. Or look at chapter 6 and verse 17 of Romans. But thanks be to God that though you used to be slaves to sin. You wholeheartedly obeyed the form of teaching to which you were entrusted. We are now slaves to Jesus Christ. Or turn with me to Romans 15 and verse 18. I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me in leading the Gentiles to obey God by what I have said and done. Romans 16 and verse 19. Everyone has heard about your obedience. So I am full of joy over you. The apostles were sent out to make disciples, to teach them to obey whatsoever things I have commanded you, meaning the Bible, the gospel. Sir, if you are a Christian, you are an obeyer. When you read the book of Acts, the apostles obeyed the Lord Jesus. By obeying the Lord, the Holy Spirit. Friends, Christian life is a life of holiness. A life of obeying the Holy Spirit who leads us in the gospel. So listen to the apostles. Acts 4 and verse 19. But Peter and John replied, Judge for yourselves whether it is right in God's sight to obey you rather than God. Acts 5 and verse 29 Peter and the other apostles replied we must obey God rather than men. Some people use this to disobey parents. They say what? We must obey God. Not you. Some people use it to disobey the state. Some people use it To disobey pastors. We must obey God. Rather than what? Men. You are men. Acts 5 verse 32. We are witnesses of this thing. And so is the Holy Spirit. Whom God has given to those who obey him. Hebrews 5, 8 and 9, although he was a son, he learned obedience from what he suffered and once made perfect. He became the source of eternal salvation to those who obey him. People are trying hard to remove obedience from the gospel. But you cannot, it is there. The Holy Spirit is called Spirit of Holiness. He never leads us in wickedness. He leads us in righteousness. That is in sanctification. The Holy Spirit is also called the spirit of truth. So we read in John 16. But when the spirit of truth comes he will guide you into all truth. Holy Spirit being spirit of truth leads his people in the truth of the word of which he is the author. The scripture is profitable for teaching rebuke, correction and training in righteousness. That the man of God may be thoroughly qualified to do every good work. So those who are being led by the spirit delights in the scriptures. In the reading of it, in the hearing of it, preached, and in the doing of it, friends, he agrees with everything the scripture teaches. Therefore, he refuses to believe in the evolutionary hypothesis. He refuses to believe in the medical model that excuses sin. He refuses to put his hope in this world. He opposes vigorously the killing of babies. And he refuses to worship money. The Holy Spirit does not glorify himself. He always glorifies Christ. In and through us. He testifies concerning Christ. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will bring glory to me by taking from what is mine and making it known to you. Friends, a son honors the father by obeying the father. Even so we glorify our heavenly father by obeying his will. Which the Holy Spirit reveals to us in the word. Those according to the spirit think the things of the spirit. Romans 8 verse 5. What are the things of the spirit? The things of the spirit according to 1 Corinthians 2 is the gospel. Is the word of God. The spirit enlightens our mind. That we may understand the gospel. To believe and obey the gospel. The spirit leads us in the word. That we may bring glory to Christ. Friends. The spirit also leads us in this following way. The spirit of God guides us to honor and obey parents. Don't say. We will obey God rather than men. These are men God ordained to be his agents in the world. To submit. The spirit of God guides us to submit to husbands. To obey spiritual leaders. To obey the just laws of the state. To love our wives as Christ loved the church. To love children and teach them to obey God in everything. To provide for our families by working six days a week. And the same Holy Spirit leads us to love especially the family of God. The Holy Spirit leads you to join the church of Jesus Christ. In a local place where the word of God is preached and Christ is exalted. The Holy Spirit determines the entire direction. Of our life. The steps of a righteous man. Are ordered of the Lord. He directs whom we should marry. What vocation we should choose. And so on. Of course he guides us in all these decisions. Through our spirit. Renewed reason. Mind. He even prevents us. From doing certain things. And he permits us. To do certain things. He can put into our mind to take a certain course of action. So we read in Nehemiah chapter 2 and verse 12. I set out during the night with a few men. I had not told anyone what my God had put in my heart to do for Jerusalem. Nehemiah 7 verse 5. So my God put into my heart to assemble the nobles and so on. The book of Acts chapter 8 and verse 29. The spirit told Philip go to that chariot and stay near it. Acts 10.19. While Peter was still thinking about the vision. The spirit said to him Simon three men are looking for you. But the fundamental Where way the spirit leads us is not through some extraordinary ways. It is through the infallible written word of God. Those who are killers of sins and pursuers of righteousness are great students of the word. They hunger and thirst after the word of God. They delight in it. The word is light to them in dark places. It is food for them sweeter than honey. It is treasure for them more precious than fine gold. It is their companion. It is their comfort in affliction. The spirit leads us by the truth of the scripture. And so we are active in killing sin and pursuing the positive commands of the word. We are active and passive at the same time. We are active in killing sin. But we are led by the Spirit. Professor John Murray tells us, The activity of the believer is the evidence of Spirit's activity. And the activity of the Spirit is the cause of the believer's activity. We are led by the Spirit and in the Word as the Israelites were led by the pillar of fire and the pillar of cloud. The entire life of the Israelites was governed by the fire and the cloud of God's presence in the midst of them. So we read in Numbers 7, 9... Whenever the cloud lifted from above the tent, the Israelites set out. Whenever the cloud settled, the Israelites encamped. At the Lord's command, the Israelites set out. And at his command, they encamped and so on. Jesus himself was led by the Holy Spirit all of his life. The Holy Spirit descended on him at his baptism. The spirit led him to the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. The spirit helped him to use the sword of the spirit, the word of God written. So that he may utterly defeat the devil. His entire ministry was in the power of the Holy Spirit. And he always obeyed his father by obeying the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit led him to Gethsemane. The Holy Spirit led him to Calvary. The Holy Spirit led him to obey the scriptures. So we read in Hebrews chapter 9 verse 14. Friends. How much more then. The blood of Christ. Who through the eternal spirit. Offered himself unblemished to God. This means. It was through the Holy Spirit, Jesus offered himself to God on the Calvary's cross. This leading of the Holy Spirit, friends, is the mark of all God's children. They are led. They are obeyers. They walk after the Spirit. They think the things of the Spirit. Enoch walked with God in the direction of God. We hear the spirit's voice in the scripture. This is the way. Walk in it. And the people of God will walk in that way. Marked out for us. By the spirit. In the holy scripture. He works in us. In our mind. In our affections. In our wills. In our heart. He draws us and we follow him irresistibly. There is no resistance anymore because we think God's thoughts. And we love his ways and will the will of God. Listen to Jeremiah 31 and verse 3. I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you drawn you to myself with loving kindness. The leading of the spirit does not always make us rich and famous. Only that the leading of the spirit in the highway of holiness always leads us home to God. It is the narrow way leading us to life everlasting. Peter was led by the spirit to his crucifixion. Paul was led by the spirit to go to Europe. Only to be beaten up. And put in prison. But by this leading Lydia was saved. And the jailer and his family and others were saved. Finally he was led by the spirit. To be beheaded. That he may receive the crown of righteousness. Joseph was led by the Spirit to go to his brothers. They threw him into a pit. Though he cried out for deliverance, they did not listen. They sold him as a slave. He became a slave in the house of Potiphar in Egypt. Even there he was falsely accused and was thrown into a pit. But every step of Joseph was ordered of the Lord. That the people of God might be saved. And so we read in Genesis 50 and verse 20. An important verse. You intended to harm me. But God intended it for good to accomplish. What is now being done. The saving of many lives. Israel was led by God himself. Yet the Egyptians followed them. Israel was led through the Red Sea. Only to arrive at Mara, No food, no water. There were the Amalekites. Yet we are told God was guiding them testing them to see whether they behave as sons by their obedience. In the life of a true believer, as 17th century Saint Thomas Watson said, the best things work for the good of the godly, so also the worst things. In all things, God works for the good of those who love him. So he guides us through the sea and the rivers and the mountains. There may be enemies. You may become sick. You may experience poverty, death, persecution, and even martyrdom. But we are on our way to the city of God. To God our Father. He leads us sometimes... In extraordinary way. Professor Hendrickson writes a story. In his commentary. This happened in the Netherlands. In 1834. When the true church was being persecuted. A godly pastor was asked to call on a poor widow lady. On the other side of the forest. So he went right away ministered to her and came back and he kept on ministering and two people came to know Christ after a number of years of ministry and they asked him such and such an year on a Friday you went to visit a widow on the other side of the woods we would like to know who were those two men in white shining armor on either side of you. He said I was alone. No there were two men. We were there to kill you. But we were afraid. And we ran. Yes friends. God can guide us through visions and dreams and angels. Angels are up ministering spirits to us. But the normal ways. Of spirits leading. Is the way of the word of God. And the way of suffering. The way of the cross. So Jesus said deny yourself and take up the cross daily and follow me. Through his leading he enables us to mortify sin and conform us to our savior. That we may walk as he walked in his footsteps. So St. Peter tells us in 1st Peter 2. To this you were called because Christ suffered for you. Leaving you an example that you should follow in his footsteps. 1st Peter 2.24. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree. So that we might die to sins. And live for righteousness by his wounds we are healed. His leading is not sporadic but constant. He dwells in us. He leads to protect us and correct us, direct us, control us. He leads us, enabling us to walk in his ways. He produces the fruit of the Spirit in us. Love and joy and peace. When you see these attributes, you know the Holy Spirit is leading you. He guides us to glorify Christ so that we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So friends, yield to the Holy Spirit as he now speaks to you in the word. Don't argue, don't murmur, don't complain. And don't insult the Holy Ghost. The Hebrews writer says how much more severely do you think a man deserves to be punished who has trampled the son of God underfoot who has treated as an unholy thing the blood of the covenant that sanctified him and who has insulted the spirit of grace. Don't insult the Holy Spirit. Obey the Holy Spirit sir. Don't insult him. Number two, don't quench the Holy Spirit. 1 Thessalonians 5.19 Do not put out the Spirit's fire by saying no to Him. Or doing the opposite of what He wants you to do. Do not insult. Do not quench the Spirit. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 4.30, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Don't rebel against the Holy Spirit, Isaiah 63. Yet they rebelled and grieved his Holy Spirit. So he turned and became their enemy. He himself fought against them. Don't do it. But be being filled with the Holy Spirit. Be controlled by the Holy Spirit. That you may worship. And serve him. The Spirit of God. Works in us. Both to will and to do his good pleasure. And we work out. As many as are being led by the Spirit. They are the sons of God. Sons of God. Are led by the spirit of God. In the word of God. Sons of God. Are like Jesus Christ. They are obeyers of the father. Heavenly father we pray. Help us O Lord to obey. The spirit of God. By obeying the word of God. Which we know what the word is telling us. Help us to prove ourselves to be sons of God. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You have been listening to Grace and Glory Audio of part one of this message entitled Proof of Sonship. Come back soon for more transforming Bible teaching from Pastor P.G. Matthew.